This call is being recorded. Good evening and welcome to Lockdown Browns, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, for what will be your packed auto pregame show of Lockdown Browns. Remember, go to the App Store, Google, Apple, download the packed auto app. Go ahead and start saving some money. Obviously, we appreciate them for the sponsorship of the podcast. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, I do want to congratulate uh, Pete and obviously the crew over at Streetsboro, 7-0 and now after a running amok at Coventry High School last night. Pete, uh, Pete's got to be feeling good. And one of the questions you had about the team was, you know, and obviously I read some of the pieces today, was obviously was you guys felt as a whole as a coaching staff is the road games were being, you know, were a little bit more tough. Uh, I guess you guys kind of answered maybe that question a little bit last night. Right. Uh, we've done really well at home. Uh, our first road game we did pretty well, but uh, this was certainly our best uh, best performance on, on the road we've had. And uh, it's, you know, Coventry's a weird dynamic. Uh, it's one of those places where weird stuff tends to happen. So it was very uh, gratifying to see us get on them quickly and and not let them breathe uh at all and get another shutout and all that stuff so yeah uh we stay healthy we uh got the job done and move on to the next one it's nice to see and uh obviously happy for you bud because a lot of work goes into it it's nice to you know you don't always get guaranteed the fruition but uh the work's got to stay the same it's nice when you do kind of get the fruition uh pete sunday here obviously the seattle uh, seahawks come into first energy stadium guys one o'clock kickoff tomorrow uh be ready uh, get there early. Apparently, there's a uh, Browns flag giveaway for the first 35,000 in attendance. So if you're going tomorrow, you want the flag, you better hop to it. Don't spend too much time in the Muni or you know get too caught up on the booze. Uh, maybe you can one o'clock start. Maybe you can do it afterwards. I don't know. But uh, offensively, Pete, look, uh, there's the Legion of Boom is yesteryear. Those days are long gone. Obviously, this defense. You know, if you look at it. Uh, if you want to find what is the best part, I'm assuming Bobby Wagner is the best part of this defense. Jadavian Clowney, uh, I, I don't know if the rub has ever, you know, been there as far as, you know, where he was drafted overall. Good player. But, Pete, this is an opportunity. And, look, if all four of them are going to be right and you can use Callaway on that pitch count style, which worked better in the second half as opposed to just throwing him out there Monday night, after being away from the team for four weeks, which was just utter insanity, but use him more and use him where he is comfortable. It, it They should get back right here or finally get right if you don't want to say that Baltimore was right because maybe it was just a barrage. I guess I can kind of understand it. Um, but this would be a little bit more. This is the week to get on here, and then it gives you some breathing over the next two weeks. Yeah, so – I mean, Seattle is a good team. Uh, they had twice as much time to prepare as the Browns did because they played on last Thursday night. And if the Browns can can come out and win, um, that answers a couple questions. And the first one is, can they deal with a team that can, you know, get pressure early? And if they can, that would be a big step forward. Uh, obviously, the games they've lost this year have been largely teams that could get pressure initially caused Baker Mayfield to, to make mistakes uh, in terms of, you know, holding in the ball too long, uh, 
evacuating clean pockets and those type of things. And the games they have won were pass rushes that just didn't offer very much. So that is a question that has to be answered for this team. And if it's not this week, it's, it's, it's going to be coming at some point. So um, it would be really nice to be able to get it. I mean, Seattle's not like a, a super talented pass rush team, but they've got, you know, strength in numbers and they've got a lot of guys who can disrupt and they've got some guys who can blitz and they've just got some guys who uh, offer some challenges that you have to be able to deal with. Um, so it would be really nice to be able to do that. They, you know, they've got, obviously, Jevian Clowney, he's not a big sack guy, but he's just a disruptive guy who creates place for teammates. And I'm terrified of the idea of if, if Seattle's smart, I'd park him by uh, Chris Hubbard and just leave him there. Um, but We said this last year during the Houston game. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't do it. They they left it the other way, which, you know, Jadevin Clowney didn't really do that much against Greg Robinson. Um, obviously, they had J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, and some other guys. Uh, but they have guys like Puna Ford, who's another disruptive guy, you know, undersized, over-talented guy who gets in the backfield quickly. But their sacks have come from guys like uh, Rashad, what's his face? Uh, the kid out of USC uh, has two of them, the undersized defensive end slash defensive Green. tackle guy. Yeah, and, and Quentin Jefferson has two. And then the next guy up is a linebacker with two, and that's uh, our old buddy uh, Michael Kendrick. So it's not like they ha- they don't have a guy like the Browns obviously have with uh, Miles Garrett, who's got, you know, a big, big number himself. It's more of a, they're trying to create pressure from a lot of different angles and find the weak spot and try to confuse your, confuse you up front and do those type of things. And if they can do that, then they're going to have a lot of success and we're going to run into that same trap and sitting there going, Oh, what, you know, when is this thing going to get fixed? So it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good, challenge uh to have if they can overcome it obviously if they can't then we're going to be dealing with uh all you know all by week about you know the problems this team's facing even though i still think if they end up two and four they'll still be fine or two and five they'll be fine but obviously it would feel a lot better um to to be able to go three and four and have all these guys who are, are getting close to getting healthy or off suspension or whatever ready to go so you have something to feel, you know, good about going into New England. But the biggest thing that can't happen, they can't get blown out. You just, you have to be able to put up a credible effort. And they haven't won a home game yet either. So that'd be the other part that would be nice. That's that's one to get out of the way. And it's weird that you actually, you know, you you know, two and one on the road. Um, I want two at home. Um, but you got even Steven here as you play your third home game in week six. Then you get to go to the bye. Uh, it, it's judging Pete by, and this is going by player comments this week, and just looking at everything else of it is, you've got to get a game where Odell gets that number, whether it's 12, whether it's 13, and enough with the deep outs, and enough with him running deeper routes, and you can't find a way to get him the ball because either the pocket breaks down or Baker leaves the pocket early. Start mixing it all together. You brought Odell Beckham Jr. in here to be a 150 to 160 or more target guy in a season, it's time to start getting a return on that investment. Otherwise, you know, what essentially did you do it for? Right. We've talked about it uh, in terms of there are 
there's meat left on the bone in terms of wide open plays that they're that we're just not seeing completed. Baker Mayfield is missed or is dropped or whatever. Usually it's been Baker Mayfield. Um, if you just get that, that's about a catch a game. But certainly you want to scheme things open for Odell Beckham so he can be the player you got him to be here, uh, got him for. And, you know, this is a good team to sort of do that against because Seattle is one of the more predictable defenses in the league in terms of they've been cover three forever. They live in it and you can either beat it or you can get them in trouble. And they don't have, you know, a great secondary. They have a couple of really nice players. Shaquille Griffin's a nice player, but you know, if, if not now, it really becomes a question of when, I mean, this really sets up for you to do this. And again, some of this is, getting them to jail and some of these other things, but this is obviously a question that the coaching staff is facing and, and not wrongly. It's, it's something that you can uh, deal with right now and get him going, hopefully, you know, and that becomes the engine of the passing game. But, you know, we, we they, they've, they've said themselves, you know, plays, not players. Well, he's, he's, he's that guy. So what are you going to do to sort of make that happen? And, beyond some weird-ass, you know, jet, you know, reverse throw, which, I mean, it, I mean, it worked, but that that can't be your only, your only way to get, get him going. You didn't bring Odell in here because of his arm. Let's just keep that <laughs> that part of it. I mean, it's, it's just pointless. And even still, if you thought it was a really great play, you save it for when you need it. And what did Freddie say? After the Baltimore game, oh, we had trick plays. We just never felt we needed them. Um, well, you don't start it with one. Save it for when you think you need it, Freddie. And again, you know, sometimes it's you know when we talked about this with Dontrell Hilliard throwing the ball. You know, keep it simple. Don't get too cute. One a game, two a game, or whatever. Or, or you have an ultra aggressive defense that can over pursue. That's when you come with stuff like that. Uh, well, Trey, keep your, your your identity can't be trick plays. Just I mean, come on. You no. who are you ultimately? That that's the question they have to answer. And I think that is very – I mean, if you go to national media, any media, what are the Cleveland Browns on offense? That is what everybody kind of wants to know right now. Pete, Nick Chubb, I don't see a reason, you know, this shouldn't be a good eating experience for Nick Chubb. Uh, again, try to throw him some balls. Uh, talking with uh, Cor- Corbin Smith, he hosts Locked On Seahawks. Pete also uh, hosts the uh, Seahawks Maven as well. He said there, th- th- there's a lot of yak to be had against this team. Uh, they like to play three linebackers as much as possible, which is crazy in this era of the NFL to want to keep three but linebackers on the field. And so, but there's yards to be had after the catch. So find a way to get a nice blend of both. Feature Odell, because that is probably what the hell you damn brought him here for. And you start throwing enough to Odell, there's no way, and I say it every week, there's no way you can address covering everybody else if too many people are uh, focused on Odell. Right. I mean, that, that if you stress, if you put enough stress on them that they have to account for him, then that's going to have to put, put things elsewhere. Now, again, you know, if they're, if they're just playing straight cover three zone, you know, and there's not, you know, I mean, they can do some things, but they may just not have extra help for Odell Beckham, in which case that's all the more reason to do it. But yeah, if, if they, you know, if you get him the ball and you force them to put extra resources on him and those type of things, 
obviously teams have been doing that to some extent, then that should create opportunities elsewhere, and they have to be able to capitalize. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for a huge offensive improvement. The question is going to be how this defense can handle Russell Wilson. We'll get to that here in a minute. Today's Locked On Browns is sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered. Why do you have to pay for car insurance when you're not essentially using your car? Commuters for work, on the weekends, you go out, you use Uber, you Lyft, you use Lyft, you're going to have a couple of contact, a couple of cocktails. With Packed, you can pause your car insurance when you're not driving it. That's right. Pause your car insurance policy right from their easy-to-use app. Pact is a top-five-rated car insurance app because you can get a quote instantly, change your policy for free, and now pause your coverage. Available on both the iPhone and Android, go to PactAuto.com. That's P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O.com to get a free quote and start imagining the pause abilities. Uh, guys, I'll tell you all the time, uh, I have the tweet up now to get in the uh, contest for the Zabel Apparel t-shirt. Um, go ahead, smash away on those over-unders. You win, winner chosen at random. Make sure you're following the Lockdown Browns podcast on Twitter, me personally, and of course the Zabel Apparel Company at, uh, account on Twitter. Pick the over-unders, get yourself some free merchandise, and always, uh, obviously we appreciate for any and all sponsorships of the podcast. Pete, kicking it over to the other side here. Uh, it's looking like Seattle's going to come in down at least one to two offensive linemen. It's not a great offensive line to begin with. Um, if you ask a common fan who is the best offensive lineman on the Seattle Seahawks, I'm sure they'd struggle probably to get you an answer. Um, they focus on the run probably a lot more than they necessarily need to when you have a quarterback of the ilk of Russell Wilson. Uh, Pete, I think the thing here is, it all, for me, I guess it almost makes me a little bit more nervous to say that the pass pro may be worse than it normally is because helter-skelter, Russ is cool with that. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly, like, this becomes a situation where you're hoping the Browns can do to the Seahawks what the 49ers did to the Browns and just – cause so much pressure that that even though Russell he doesn't Wilson have a chance. Is, yeah, I mean, if, if you can disrupt it so much that, you know, Russ Wilson has nowhere to go, even though he's as good as he is, even if, he, even if he's not, you know, completely neutered at that point, he's still impacted. He still has to deal with it. He's still going to take hits. He's still going to – uh, not be able to throw entirely on rhythm, um, and that's what you want. And, and again, it may not be quite the same impact as it was with the 49ers uh, able to sort of just completely fluster uh, Mayfield and the, and the offensive line to the point where it was like, you know, 80-some percent were uh, hurried, pressured, whatever. But if you can get to like 60, 50 percent or feeling pressure, that's good because you know that that at least makes sure the Seahawks are not operating entirely on rhythm because if they are that that's just going to end really badly because Russell Wilson and and Tyler Lockett and Will Disley are operating at such a high level that if you just let him sit there and throw you're you're going to lose and it's just a question of how badly and they are you know their commitment to the run game which they don't necessarily need to do 
I think maybe part of it this year makes more sense because we're a little bit smart with it is, you know, let's do our best to shorten the game. We're not so much sure on our defense, but they almost set up the game, Pete, where it, it can get to the fourth quarter with their offense where it's let's keep it close. And Russ has been here. Russ has done it before. And when Russ is normally put in these circumstances, Russ, Russell Wilson goes out and gets us a win. So it's almost like the, the style they play, everything caters up to let's get to the fourth quarter and Russell Wilson wins more of these games than he loses. Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, he, he's one of the best for a reason. And despite the fact that they haven't had a line basically since he's been there, uh, it's better than it has been, but that's not saying much. Um, and he has essentially been sort of groomed under fire and, and, and become so good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think this becomes a game of hits. How many hits can you put on him? How much can you sort of impact him over the course of the game? So he's, you know, he's thinking about that as opposed to maybe totally focused on what he's doing at the position. But if you can have a good defensive line and, and, you know, if, if they're fortunate enough to have like Denzel Ward back on Lockett and he can play reasonably well, that, that sort of changes the game and really, at least gives you a real chance to sort of, uh, you know, maybe cause the first interception of his season, uh, maybe cause some other turnovers, maybe at least uh, kill some drives, but put your offense in a position where, you know, hopefully they are working within themselves as opposed to trying to, you know, play hero ball. But, you know, you don't need to score a ton of points. You just need to score enough uh, to, give yourselves the opportunity to win the game. And if you can do that, or, or you, maybe you get a, a turnover and get, get some points early, you can, you know, ramp up the pressure. I mean, if you get some point, if you can score points and you take out their running game of, the, of this and become one, they force them to become one dimensional, you certainly don't automatically win, but that's certainly going to give you a, a much better situation in which to compete because then hopefully your guys can, you know, first your, your, your defensive line has their ears pinned back. Hopefully you can get uh, a turnover or something like that in coverage because everybody knows what's coming and that. But if you can make them one-dimensional, I, I certainly think that's going to give them a much better setup. And look, the, the offensive line for Seattle is not the offensive line that San Francisco trotted out last week. You know, even with the injuries they had, um, you know, Seattle's going to be down. It looks like two more. Uh, so, that the running game, look, get it done. Win the interior matchups. Uh, obviously, let Sheldon Larry beat these guys off to the punch. And and the other thing, guys, tackle in run defense. Tackle Mac Wilson. Tackle Joe Schobert. Tackle in run defense. It's essential. It is huge. Put this game basically in the hands of the offense. Hope that part of it is right. Uh, they should eat as far as rushing the passer. Um, you got to be careful. Somebody's got to be there to clean up on Russ. Uh, I'm assuming it's either going to be Joe or it's going to be, uh, you know, Mac Wilson. Somebody has to have their eyes on Russell Wilson at all times. Because uh, even as running around, uh, even if, it, you know, if it's left to right, that usually leads to big plays. Or if he starts going north and south on you, you know, he can easily rush for 90 yards without a bat of the eye. We're still not sure on the kid corners. Uh Pete, and we talked about this. Look, if I can only have one, I'll take Denzel tomorrow. Uh, I'd love to have both guys. I really would because Greedy's got a history with DK Metcalf, kind of knows his game, and God knows his name, game really hasn't progressed from what he did at Old Miss. 
But if I have one, I, I, it, it's it's greedy because there. If Denzel cannot play tomorrow, I have no idea what your plan of attack is on covering Denzel Ward. I'm sorry, right. covering uh, Kevin Lockett. Kevin Lockett, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't know. You know, even if even if Ward were to play where he's at, but certainly, you know, that gives them a real chance to to deal with him. I think that's the difference between. Uh, singling him with some occasional help and having basically two people have to sort of account for him or something in that realm where you're 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 talking in terms of multiple defenders consistently having to deal with him and potentially Will Disley, which is absolutely not what you want to have happen. Um, so yeah, that would be a game changer if he if he's right and can play well. You know, maybe just maybe. Uh, they were conservative with him all along, and he's actually like good to go. But you know, it's one of those you just can't, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, there's no question that Denzel Ward is. This is the type of matchup he was brought in here to play. So you know, we'll see. But that would uh, you know, they they really just. I, I like what Terrence Mitchell and I like T.J. Carey and what they can offer. But I'd really like them to be back in sort of their natural roles, particularly T.J. Carey is that main slot guy. Um, and, and, you know, those are guys I think could do a nice job with D.K. Metcalf. Um, you know, theoretically, T.J. Carey could even do some things against Will Disley. But Tyler Lockett's just such a good football player that's just been dominating uh, the last few years that that he just – is, is a game changer in the same way that that's why you have Odell Beckham, but he, and, and that, I mean, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson is really what you, you're hoping Beckham and Mayfield become. And it, it's got to happen. And it's got to happen sooner than later. And, you know, and the other thing is you're not going to feel so great about it if it comes during the second half of the year where it's teams that we don't have, you know, a, a lot of concern about, you know, go ahead and putting it up against, uh, but it's time for this combination to start clicking. It's time for this combination to start hitting. Uh, Fisher Odell a bunch. He gets going early, and this was always the thing. The Giants, when they when they won with Eli and Odell, is they got Odell going early, and then everything else opened up because now you got to throw the freaking kitchen sink. So that opened up the run, uh, you know. And this is things we talked about in the offseason. Nick Chubb shouldn't be seeing stacked boxes. They're not passing the ball well enough. To open things up for Nick Chubb, he's still excelling in spite of it. But if, if he's good. there was ever a game, and, and look, Seattle plays in, in the same way Carolina used to. Seattle plays three linebackers because that's what they have. I mean, they have three good linebackers, and they don't have as many good DBs, period. If there was a game to say, screw you, we're going to go wide, you're going to match up with us, or you're going to have to eat it instead of playing – you know, personnel to sort of match what they're doing, allowing them to dictate the game, this is it. I mean, I can't think of a better situation to do things like – you don't have to do it the whole game, but I, I can't imagine a better situation to do things like go for, you know, all, all receivers out there or, you know, spread them out and, and, and see how they deal with that and then have Nick Chubb in the box, you know, taking, taking advantage of what's left. I want to see how they deal with it. Like, you know, they've got Bobby Wagner's phenomenal. KJ Bright is an exceptionally good linebacker. They're, they've got one of the better pairs in the league. Uh, and Michael Kendricks is there, but he's, he's not a guy 
who you want to see playing coverage. He's just not. So if you go and put four receivers out there, what is their adjustment to that? How do they deal, deal with it? I mean, if, if they're going to play that cover three and do those, some of those things, I mean, it may be turning and throwing the ball right now to a guy like Odell Beckham and seeing what he can gain and seeing if that ho- opens some things up. But it's just I, – I would really like to see the Browns say – we're going to dictate to the opponent what we're going to do as opposed to sort of feeling around and saying, we have to do this because, you know, this is what, you know, what we feel like we, you know, the, the 12 personnel or whatever. It's not to say that, you know, that there isn't a place for that or that those guys couldn't have success. It's just, to me, that plays right into the Seahawks hands this week. The idea that you're going to try it out there, Demetrius, Demetrius Harris, you're going to try, try to out Farrell Brown and say, okay, we're going to stay in this the whole game, and they've got the exact personnel to deal with that. Spread them out, go the exact opposite, and see how they deal with it. Yang to the Yang. And this is where maybe Ricky Seals-Jones could come in um, because you know you can play essentially 4 or wide with Ricky Seals-Jones. He played the yeah, big slot the week in Baltimore. And guess what? If there's something you need to audible because it's an obvious audible to a run play, Bring him in a little bit. I mean, th- there's much you can do with this, and it's it's time they get. And I agree with you 100. Is dictate and, and do what this this is what they wanted to do. This is what they thought they were going to do. This is why they have all these wide receivers. It certainly wasn't because oh well we'll just play 12 personnel because it's safe. No, do what you wanted to do. You wanted to throw for 300, 350 a game because you have four wide receivers that you have a lot of faith in. You now have all of them. Go ahead and do that. We'll get to more here in a second. Uh, obviously, we'll get to game predictions, keys to the game, and all that stuff with Pete, uh, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, on Lockdown Browns. But here, guys, look, everybody knows the weekend comes. It's the end of the week. It's football time. What does everybody like to do? Have a little action. Well, if you want to have a little action on the game, best place to do that at ismybookie.ag. I will always tell you guys where you are betting is almost as important as who you are betting on. That's where mybookie.ag comes in. Um, whether it's fantasy over unders on particular players, look, you already most everybody plays fantasy anyway. You've got these guys. Put a little more skin on the action. Go ahead, bet over unders. Uh, live in game betting. If you bet a game and you don't like the way it's looking at halftime, go ahead, reverse it in. At least save yourself some money um, with mybookie.ag. They will match your initial deposit up to one hundred percent. So put some money in. They match it. If you know what you're doing, it should carry you through to the end of the season. Uh, you know, look, guys, you want to talk about credibility and people talk about what sites are good. My bookie has been with us as long as I've been with Locked On, well over two years now. Uh, they sponsor every football show on the network that tells you there's some legs to the business and what they're doing. So go ahead, check out my bookie, M Y B O O K I E dot A G dot com. Use the promo code Locked On. Like I said, get 100% initial return on your, I'm sorry, return on your initial investment. Go ahead, you, you play, you win. You get paid. Pete, if it is not in an Odell week, are the Browns walking out of there tomorrow with a win? If it's not an Odell week, yeah, they yeah. can win. It, 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 this is the thing. Like, Odell should be a featured part of the offense, but the Browns are also talented enough where they shouldn't have to have him be good to be effective. Baltimore. Clearly, that. Clearly, that was the case. I mean, they beat the Ravens and got, you know, he, he impacted the game without statistically impacting the game. But at the same time, like, if you're telling me, you know, Odell had a great game, that, that at least suggests to me the Browns have taken an important step forward 
in terms of their offense. Um, that because that's where you know that's the future. That's where this thing is going. But can they win without him? Yeah, they they've proven they can. It's just probably not the best thing for who they're trying to be. No, any other thing is in for me. I will always say you know don't go down without fire, firing your best bullets, so to speak. And that's the infuriating thing about what they're doing with Odell Beckham right now. And it's a little bit different than New York. I mean, they lost a lot of games where Odell had monster, monster days. Um, Odell has a monster day. Brown's probably going to win games easily. And I'm talking easily, two touchdowns easily. Get him going. You have stars. Feature them. That's what good teams usually do in this scenario. Pete, anything we didn't get to in this one, anything you, uh, you, you think that may be a key that we did not slip into this? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I'm more, you know, so much will depend on who's available, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Again, offensively, you know, especially, I mean, we've been hearing this, you know, this is the week for Rashard Higgins. Um, this <laughs> feels like the fourth week in a row um, that, that we've heard some smattering of this. Um, it, you know, if he's back and they've got all hands on deck receiver-wise, you know, I really like to see them utilize them. It, defensively, everything depends on who's available. I mean, if they if they don't have you know Denzel Ward and they don't have Greedy Williams, that you know that that's going to make an impact. Can you know that that changes your defensive game plan? And that's honestly uh, interesting to notice note to me because whether uh, you know, they have them or they don't. I have to expect Steve Wilkes has been planning based around one or the other. They're either, you know, he, they either have a good sense uh, of how this is going to go and they've been planning around it. Certainly they've got, you know, a backup plan and a backup to the backup type thing. But like, so like if, if they expect Denzel were to play and they've got a plan for it, uh, but like, let's say, you know, it, you know, he has, he has, it pulls up again or something or it tightens up or whatever, and they lose him. They have to plan around that, but it certainly seems like they're going to have to have a plan one way or the other. And the other thing is based on what was said this past week, um, I, I'm curious if they're going to overcomplicate things too much, or if they're just going to try to get out there, get them lined up and essentially let them play fast and see if that doesn't, you know, really address things. The, the common thread um, it was talked about this week from Steve Wilkes and Miles Garrett, both noting that uh, Steve Wilkes thought, you know, he, he took took a lot of blame for the loss. He thought he had guys thinking too much and not allowing them to play fast. Miles Garrett was essentially echoing the same sentiment that he thinks if they just sort of line up and, and play their game, that they're going to be a lot better. So that I think is probably going to be a big deal for them. Um, we may see a much simpler game plan that just sort of has them fly around the football, which, by the way, may help a guy like Mac Wilson, who is obviously swimming against the 49ers. Yeah, and if you talk about having to think too much, and this may have been something where Steve came in with maybe too much information, having faced these uh, NFC West teams, um, and obviously Seattle in here again, where, oh, you know, and maybe part of it is, oh, maybe I wish I would have done this. And, um, you know, again, you know, the, the KISS theory of keep it simple, Stu. Now it's kind of
I mean, late tomorrow afternoon, we'll hit this record button somewhere around 4.15, 4.30, and the thought process will be... Pete doesn't sound confident. Um, I, I just, I don't feel good about it. Again, it has everything to do with the amount of preparation they've had more than the Browns have. I really would hope, I really hope that uh, the Browns come out and play well, but, you know, right now I look at it as um, Russell Wilson is better than Baker Mayfield and Pete Carroll is better than uh, Freddie Kitchens, at least right now. And is you know, I'm, I certainly hope that Steve Wilkes is, you know, out coaching Brian Schottheimer, but um, I'm going, going with the, uh, the better coach and quarterback combo this week. And again, I think, they will be okay going into bye week and they can get a lot better um, as much as it frustrating. I'm hoping I'm wrong and they surprise and feel good going into the bye week, get healthy and then, you know, come out well against new England and then get on a roll. I'm going to, I'm still confident. I think the, I think the shorter week might be better. Um, look, you get your butts handed to you 31 to three. What do you want to do? You want to get right back to work. Last thing you want to do is you want to sit around, think about it, any of that nonsense. Uh, to the man, whether it's coaches, whether it's offensive players, you're hearing that they feel this week of practice was a lot more in tune to what they feel will translate to success. Uh, San Francisco, look, underestimated probably everybody on that team, on that coaching staff, everybody who covers the Browns. Maybe we all 100% completely – you know, underestimated the San Francisco 49ers, not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo, but the rest of that team. Yes. We probably a good chance. Maybe we underestimated him. Uh, Seattle is, is good. Uh, four and one. I don't know. Necessarily tells the entire story. Look, Russell Wilson is fantastic. Um, we've laid out the plan to win, get after him, get after him early, put Russell Wilson down. And the thing you got to be careful is how the, this is another one where the penalties, you just can't have it. Um, look, I, does anybody know what a clean his head is right now? But no, make sure it hits clean. Make sure you're not getting the 15-yard hankies. Hit, hit, hit. The running game, yeah, it's good. It comes out to you a lot, kind of like Novocaine style. Just continue to battle it. Tyler Lockett, find a way to eliminate that. I'm not too concerned about DK Metcalf. Just play Demarius. Say, if you want to go back to the angel position, I'm okay with that. That's the only spot that DK Metcalf's going to beat you. Beat you. Um, but we have gone through here, and this is your packed auto pregame show on Locked On Browns. Obviously, thanks to Pact Auto. Thanks to my bookie, uh, Zabel Apparel. The tweet is up, guys, as far as you guessing on the over and unders to win a t-shirt from them. Uh, Pete, um, I know you guys are now uh, running the game log over at Browns Maven, I think. Yeah. Game we'll thread, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll be there. So, obviously, guys, you'll have stuff out, you know, Pete uh, later tonight, tomorrow morning. Obviously, the show's here for you guys. Um, as always, Pete and I will sit down tomorrow afternoon, right around the final gun, and you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be here, you know, consistent like morning coffee. We are always here. Check out Browns Maven, obviously, through the SI app. Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're following over there. Make sure you are following at underscore Pete Smith underscore as he continues to bust his butt while being part of a 7-0 program. And again, Pete, congrats to you and those, uh, the kids at Treesboro. Everybody's busting their butts. It's great to see in that aspect. Uh, with that, we're almost close to putting a bow here on this. Make sure you're following the podcast. 
at Locked On Browns. Uh, follow back account DMs are always open over there. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, follow uh, follow over there. DMs are open. Uh, have a blast. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. We're going to get to some fun stuff as the bye week comes up here. We can do th- switch things up a little bit. Don't really have to st- stick to the script, so, so to speak, because, uh, you know, no game. So and then it's moving on to Patriot week and nothing goes faster, guys. And I continue to say this. Nothing goes faster than the NFL season. Daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.